Hello, friends. Welcome back for another edition of the Saku Taku podcast. I am now free from COVID, Jose, joined by robot professor guy Mark and the resident asker of questions and communications facilitator, as always, Garcu. And today we're going to kick off another series that would seemingly be set within the Universal Century timeline, but gasp, it's not. And the series that we're going to be delving into is Gundam X, or otherwise known as just uh, After War Gundam X, or something like that. Anyway, this is a uh, not simple and not short OVA series. Actually, it's not an OVA series. My point is that it is a long-running series like that of Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam, Victory Gundam, G Gundam, uh, Gundam Wing, and all that kind of stuff that's supposed to reach around the 40 to 50 episode range mark. But it had gotten canceled. But that's neither here nor there, and it still reached the 39 episode mark. So it is still hefty as a series. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and dive into this. Now, will you do the honors as always, Garcil? Thanks. That was one hell of an intro. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so... Jose, as you stated, uh, this is a pretty weird series since it kind of does seem like it's supposed to be a part of the UC. And in fairness, it kind of just seems like a aftermath of what would happen if the one year war continued. We do see a few other references, like there are some Zakus and we still and we got new types back. <laughs> oh, God, they return. And so, <laughs> so these little little references, Easter eggs, however you want to put them. How do you guys feel feel about it? Uh... I I kind of took it as, uh, like you said, like a continuation of what would happen if one of these incidents that occurred in the Universal Century timeline actually ha- occurred. Like if the Axis comet got dropped or if a colony, enough colonies got dropped to cause a nuclear winter on Earth. This is kind of the aftermath of that. Um, it's a little confusing though because they definitely make it seem like it's supposed to be in in the Universal Century timeline, and then it branches off into its own kind of new time system in the form of the After War timeline. But after doing a little bit of research, I guess that's not true. I guess it is technically it is its own specific spin-off timeline similar to the Future Century or the After Colony um, timelines that we've seen before. Um, it's just it's very odd because they use a lot of terminology and references to the Universal Century. So I'm wondering if maybe there was some sort of um, plan to to have this be a continuation of the Universal Century, but there was some sort of internal issue with it. Maybe, um, I don't know if you guys caught if Tomino was directing this. I don't think he is. He is not. Um, so, uh, until, uh, Rico Kista and G. Yeah, that's what, no, he does, um, he does turn A, but he does. <clears throat> yeah, there might be a some sort of dilemma with having not having his approval or something to use the universal. That, I mean, that's just fan. I'm theory crafting in my head right now, but uh, yeah, based on the terminology, based on what we've seen so far, and with the you know new types and stuff, and them referencing a, a giant war between the Federation and another group of uh, a colony like similar to the Xeon or the crossbone vanguard um it does make you definitely calls back to the universal century so it's it's like it never ended (laughs) (laughs) well it certainly does a good job at confusing me because it uh definitely confused me i was wondering like the whole time i'm watching it i was like so this is what happened after and you know this feels all connected and and new types and all this kind of stuff and then 
yeah, it has actually nothing to do with that, supposedly, and because it's its own timeline thing and i don't know it just kind of threw me off but i mean it's it's still kind of enjoyable to have it like feel like it ties in at least to the old stuff i don't know if they necessarily tried to do that just for the feels of it or whatever but i mean i personally find that to be a kind of a nice thing so well i mean we are 13 episodes in it it does feel like the new types work a bit differently this time around yeah they gave they gave me like the awakened camille vibe where they're kind of they all seem to be telepathic. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have no, like ghost no. powers yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. That uh, awakened Camille thing is actually exactly also how I felt about it. Like what we were seeing with pretty much the only characters that were like doing anything in terms of like really using their new type prowess other than the Fanoros. But, um, you know, it, it pretty much <laughs> amounted to kind of being able to see the future in, in some ways and stuff. But yeah, little callbacks like that. And uh, uh, one of the characters who will be Tifa, who we'll be talking about shortly, she does have sort of like a mental breakdown similar to how we've uh, you see new types act when there's mass death when um there's math death mass death in that series too uh, a lot of people die and she like has like a like a break so i mean they're trying to make it similar if not completely accurate without the ghost stuff so hey we still got a few more episodes maybe we'll see ghosts soon <laughs> anyways let's go ahead and get started with our main boy all right so our main character is judo ashta i mean <laughs> garad ron <laughs> again calling back to previous uh series uh, garad and uh judo do share a bit of a, a similar job in a sense they're both junk collectors that tend to sell mobile suits for high profits Although, unfortunately, Garad is by himself. Garodo. So, what, one of the main things that I'm noticing from Garad is that nobody's calling him a new type. None no. of the new types seem to be say, having any connection, aside from Tifa, but that's more of a love thing. So, uh, I don't know if it's like he hasn't awakened to it yet, or maybe this dude is straight up just not going to be a new type. That actually has me kind of excited. Same. Yeah, aside so... From future- <laughs> Oh, aside from future expectations, aside from future expectations, what do you guys think about the guy? I unlike with Judo when we first met him, I do like Garad better than than Judo, but I also feel that it's be it's again, I, I, again we harp on victory, but uh, Double Zeta is kind of my punching bag. It started off not in the best of light for us. So maybe that is still making me not like Judo as much as I could have. But hey, I like him better. I like. Garad more than I'd like judo, so there's there's that. Well, coming from your uh, judo simp here, um, I actually do like Garad better than judo. Uh, I and you know I was kind of having that same issue and <laughs> dilemma in my mind. Like, uh, am I just you know, am I just calling? Am I just you know looking back on the past and comparing Garad and uh, several other characters to characters we previously had? And I don't think so. I never sat there and was like, you know, this did it better than, than Double Zeta. This did it better than Victory. I never did that. So I just I just like his character. I like how he he's flawed, but not into not in a way that's super annoying. And it's corrected fairly early on. Um, and it, it so. Just as a little bit of background, Garad, he he doesn't have a family, and it's something that weighs on his shoulders a lot. He has distrust of a lot of people. Um, so when he meets up with the, the, 
the group that we're following, he wants to act on his own, but he also wants to keep uh, essentially he wants to keep the the crew of the ship at an arm's length distance and not have them not be fully on board with them, but also wants to hang out with them because Tifa, his love interest is on board as well. And the characters that he has interacted with have not been like douchey or anything to him. So I like that aspect and I like how he like, he tends to have a flight instinct to get out of there and not really suffer through any like sort of punishments or anything. And it seems like most of the crew on the ship knows this about him and is kind of okay with him taking off because he eventually comes back each time. So I just, yeah, like, like I said, I just, I really like his, his character. He's, you know, another thing I want to bring up is that he, he's a good pilot and I see a lot of lists. I know they're dumb lists, but I've never seen Garad on any of these lists. And I don't know if that's new type, dude. Doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. He's already, he's already, but he beats new type. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's not a new type as far as we know. But he's taking on he, uh, he's taking on new types and besting them in combat. Yeah, but he that, had to like learn that, after watching somebody else actually take one on like the right way. Who was? Yeah, but he, but he learned. That's what I'm saying. Like he he saw how to do it and he adapted and then was able to out best somebody who's been training on this certain suit for a while so it just you know he's a good pilot he has natural piloting instincts he's and he does also know how to repair things like instinctively yeah and the best thing about him is that he's not afraid to pull the trigger when push comes to shove which is definitely a breath of fresh air because we've been suffering through all these characters that you know we're not warmongers but we understand that when you're in a situation where your whole team is put into danger and you have the ability to stop the danger from interacting with your team and causing most of your friends and family to die you should do that and so far with characters like uso and uso and uso okay (laughs) but with characters let's also be aware that a bunch of these are barely 15 year olds but so is garad he's like 14 15 oh that's what that's what i'm saying like they're barely 15 like (laughs) obviously they're not going to be able to pull the trigger that easily but garad has been alone for a while he does have that survival instinct because he does um care about life he cares about his own he cares about other people's but, but he's not afraid being, yeah. still being yeah. able to pull the trigger is still quite the character moment it's definitely different and we we've seen it for too long now where he, they just don't do it and it ends up you know causing issues within their team like either people die or people get separated or it, it's used as a thing to like drag on the plot but we've already seen so far he killed a lot of people <laughs> already to protect uh the ship antifa so that is it's just something you gotta bring up so i just wanted to throw it out there but yeah that's uh my first impressions of of the our main character here ardorp has a bag on him (laughs) (laughs) all right well when it comes to our main character garudo um i'll be honest i did not like him right off the bat i for i pretty much don't i did not like serious 
No, I'm serious. I fucking no, sorry. Um, I just didn't really like him too much. Uh, I, the beginning, the the beginning part, basically up through episodes one through seven, he just made me think of literally all the worst aspects of like the first few uh, heroes within like the you know the Gundam series. So yeah. like. For example, he like goes a wall like two times, like how uh, Amuro did back in the original MSG. Although uh, Amuro only does it once, um, and like Amuro, he also kind of does not want to deal with people. It feels like like it came off like he just doesn't want to ever apologize. It doesn't want to talk to people and all that kind of stuff. And I get that you guys were saying, like that Mark was saying, they're like, oh, that's his mechanism to protect himself and all that stuff. But it just came off as very childish to me. And yes, he is a child. Yeah, I know. I knew you guys were going to say that too. But that doesn't mean that I have to like him as a character. Like, I just thought that was annoying. I was okay. just like, dude, this is like the cardinal sin of the, that's embodying the worst aspect of Amra right there. And I can't really yeah, think dude. of anything particularly bad like when comparing him to like camille or anything i don't know because i personally just like camille overall but the, let's then let's see judah he's like judah in the sense that he just does whatever the heck he wants all the time and he just doesn't really kind of care about like any of the repercussions he kind of thinks about everybody else but they have to like be pushing him all the time and kind of goading on onto his mind all the time like oh I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go. I don't care about them. You can do whatever you want. I was like, ah, but Tifa and all this crap. I was like, I just, I wasn't vibing with him. So in that aspect that he just does whatever he wants, regardless of what, regardless of everybody else's situation too, he just kind of puts himself first and foremost and, you know, impulsively is that, uh, you know, that, that to me embodied the worst aspect of Judah. And then like, like Uso, he's just doesn't have an inside voice. He's just freaking loud all the time. He's just yelling. He just he doesn't have an inside voice, and it just kind of bothers me. It just kind of bugs me. It's like uh, that's like a personal gripe. That's not like something really to do so much with his character. And I get that he's a kid, but it just like didn't really. It doesn't do anything to like endear me towards him in any kind of way. It just bugged me. That's literally like the worst aspect of of a. Uh, of uh uso and he does that too and i don't like it and it bothers me i just you know personally it was not vibing with it so um i did not like his character up uh, basically through the first seven episodes um i like that he starts to for a second before you move on to what you like about him i do have to interject here and say that you have to you have to take into into consideration the fact that amaro had a dad although he was absent a little bit he also had a mom who he knew where she was and he he, he acted selfishly more so than garad in the in the aspect of him leaving because he left like a like a whiny brat like he's left like oh well you guys don't like me well you guys aren't <laughs> making me the boss of everything so i'm just gonna leave how about that garad's like these guys don't like me these guys hate me they're gonna leave me like my family did I'm going to leave before they leave me. So no, I get respect, that. That's, I that's can't. perfectly valid. Also, in fairness, that's fine. Taking I... the Gundam. It is his, it's not, he, he didn't fully join the freedom until he's just there 
for Tifa. He's not a part just, of a crew or anything. That's fine. Like, those are all valid things that you guys are saying. But I'm just saying, like, I personally found him annoying because of that. Like, I just I just didn't like him off the bat, right off the bat because of that. I just thought he was annoying. I just thought he was really immature. I was like, uh, oh, I don't know. He, he just wasn't doing it for me. Like I said, that was my initial impression of him basically from episodes one up through seven. And then starting from eight to the very end that we saw um he started to grow on me a lot more so uh, he ultimately ended up in a better place like those are just my first initial impressions of him but so far like he didn't start off good right off the bat like i wasn't i I didn't think he was great he was just kind of annoying to me and i thought that like his chemistry with other characters was kind of lame like with the whole with well i don't know like with tifa it just felt really plain again it was felt like with this the beginning of the series it just wasn't picking me up right off the bat and i wasn't feeling it honestly like the first uh, up to this first uh, seven episodes i just i wasn't really feeling it and uh like that doesn't just translate to his his character only it's like the whole series so it, it just reflected off of that and his him being the main character obviously i mostly gravitate towards was like he's not grabbing me he's not grabbing my attention in fact he's bothering me so i don't i'm not liking it so regardless of what you want to say about him i just didn't like him right off the bat like that's just how i felt it is what it is he was annoying to me he wasn't very interesting he i don't like his character design actually right off the bat like i forgot to mention that i did not like his character design yeah he has like a baggy weird jacket no i don't like his jacket i was like it's just (laughs) i like judao's jacket it's like a nice and red looking kind of thing but this guy's jacket looks like a like a a fireman's jacket or some kind and I, I don't know why but i'm not really a big fan of it like i like fireman's jackets in real life but it, i just feel like it doesn't really look good on garado and uh i just don't really like his his look i'm not a fan of him uh in that first part in that first portion it's not like again it's not entirely because i think his character is just bad or anything it's just that i found him to be quite annoying personally but he does grow he does grow on me by the end of the few episodes that we had started watching he definitely got a lot better and uh i enjoyed the growth that he had he had proceeded to make um Mark was saying that he's like great, a great pilot and all that. I actually thought that he kind of sucked. I was like, uh, he he's doing some things that are kind of okay, but he's like in most of the situations that I see him in, he's constantly getting bagged on. Like he he has like the one touch maneuver where he shoots something and it dies. But if if he's not doing that automatically, if he's not getting that one touch kill all the time, then he's just kind of around. He's just kind of floating around the battlefield and then he's just getting knocked over all the time he's getting cornered he's getting cut off he's just yelling all the time he's getting knocked down actually i have a lot of screenshots where that happens in pretty much the majority of the fights that happen and even like i even noticed the comments that the other guys the other two guys that are always with him are always making like dude get up what are you doing and all this kind of stuff so I don't think he's that great. He has his moments in which he starts to shine, but like like in that that uh that whole example of oh he starts to fight the somebody that's a new type. It's like uh, that new type person is doing the same thing that they've always been doing and just basically just been trained in one singular way. So I don't think it's particularly impressive once they get taken out. Uh, I just I, and I thought it was funny that it was um, it was brown haired Quattro Bajina that just kind of went in there while, while he has cockpitophobia. 
and basically showed Garodo how to deal with that person. And it's, yeah, it's but in the exact you also, same linear you're not, way. You're not taking anything into consideration here. This guy is not a new type. Every other character we've seen up till this point has enhanced mental control over their suit, over their surroundings. They have enhanced visual acuity. They have enhanced yeah, reflexes. Going in for the Every, I have to. Because this is, the, this is the, the first character. This is like Ko. Ko is the only comparable person to him the, up till this point. And then the guy from 08th MS team, but they also didn't fight new types. They fought regular people. This man is fighting new types. So he, fought, he, fought, able to... he fights like one new type. Yes, and but then he, he has. But you have to realize he that has he a, his girlfriend new type that's always like telling him, "Hey, don't do this, don't do that." And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna change the temperance of the future, or whatever." And I want to beat this person. And then he gets his, his booty slapped all over the ground, and he gets stomped. In the he's same always way fighting new sees. types. Those those two guys. From the Federation, they're new types. Shagia and Olda, whatever his name is, they're both new types. They're fighting him all the time. The guy that he fought in the end with the funnels, he's also a new type. Funnels are overpowered against someone who does is not a new type. They're like broken. So him being able to fight them, just fight them, is a feat in of itself because we've seen what new types Be can do. Because he and learns and sees what shot what freaking uh Quattro with brown hair does. Yes, That's why I didn't think what he did was particularly impressive. I was but like, Quattro uh, with brown hair is a new type. Has so, it been said can, can we I haven't noticed. <laughs> no, he is. He says he's I'll, a new type. I'll, like I'll cover three. this it with Jamil right now. Just <laughs> no, no, no. I got to defend my guy here because it is very important to realize that he's doing all this as a normal person. So even if somebody who's a new type shows him what to do, they're also doing what they're doing originally with new type powers and he's able to mimic it. So that's all I'm saying. All right, I don't know. I just remember him getting praised by that guy, by oh freaking brown-haired Quattro. He's like, he's like, he's a genius. He could see, he could adapt to all the situations. And I was like, dude, he wasn't even adapting anything to anything before that. It was like, not until he got himself out there and started showing him how to do it. I was like, oh, now he can, he can fight that person, the new type yeah. person. When you play a fighting game, are you instantly good at the character and know how to play them? Or do you have to look at combo videos and watch combo tutorials and practice in training mode before you know what you're doing? That's okay. what he's doing. Yeah, but that that like defeats the purpose of him praising him. I don't understand how that's like supposed to the, like, oh, he's so good. Because he's, he's a normal person. He's a normal kid. He's a normal kid and he's able to adapt. He's a kid for one. He's no he's not special for two. And he's able to adapt to fighting mm -hmm. new types. Hold that thought that he's not special. <laughs> we may come back to it. <laughs> right. Maybe. Let's see. I don't know if I can just continue on to Tifa. Like I wanted to <laughs> I should go to Jamil. Just like that's fine. I'm just like I'm fine. Like I, I think it's all fine that you like him and all that stuff. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's like I I don't think he's that great. I don't know. I didn't even like his character that much at first. I think he's fine. Like he starts to get better by the end for sure. So that's that's a good thing heading into the series. Like even further, actually, I started to really get into it and I enjoyed that. So you know, I'm looking forward to what whatever comes next. We'll see what happens. Oh my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I, let's go to Jamil. Right. So brown-haired Quattrobagina is Jamil. I don't know his last name. I didn't bother looking it up. <laughs> so he's the head of the freedom the the main ship that uh garad has joined so he 
<laughs> as we were arguing about earlier, he is a new type. He does have psychic links with Tifa and with other new types. <laughs> uh, all right, you know what? So when he was fighting, fighting that new type and showing off how to dodge the bits, he was not using his new type powers. Tifa straight up says he is not using his powers. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. Good pointing that out. Otherwise, he is, uh, he is very stoic. He does appreciate Garod. He does help him out a lot. He's pretty, he is very kind, but he does, he has one hell of a chip on his shoulder. He used to be a part of the Federation, a Gundam pilot. And, uh, as Jose pointed out, he does have cockpit phobia. It, it is very hard for him to get into another mobile suit. He does on a few occasions, but it's usually to save Garad. So, again, as Jose pointed out, brown-haired quadrupagina. I do like him. He does not say a lot. He, he does not do a lot. <laughs> But I like him. And yes, Mark, I knew that you would know that I would like him. So what do you guys think about this dude? I, I know we kind of did talk about him earlier, but what are your thoughts outside of combat? So Jamil, obviously a reference to Camille. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, yeah, like we said, he he has Quattro sunglasses and he acts kind of like him. He doesn't have the soothing voice, but this also isn't dubbed. So maybe he would. I don't know. Um, be the same dude. <laughs> that would be so funny if it was the same guy. Um, but yeah, this character, he is, I mean, he's pretty cool. He's stoic. He's like out of commission for like half the, half the watch time. Um, but he keeps, he sees something in Garad because he keeps putting himself into danger and making sure that Garad either learns something or is able to perform a task that needs to be performed. So in that respect, he's he's definitely the mentor figure to Garad in this series. And at first, I actually thought he was a villain because he kind of had that uh, that like villainy look. But it was very apparent early on that he was not. And yeah, I mean, overall, he just he, he's just a cool mentor character. I don't have anything negative to say about him so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it for me. Well, when it comes to brown haired Quattro, uh, you're definitely right in that he's like out of commission for a good portion of the episodes. I thought that was kind of funny because what it, what happened? They like got tapped and he like fell over or something. I don't remember exactly. He what exploded happened. in a nuke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cause for concern. Anyway, <laughs> proper concern. <laughs> He's like in there and he's just like chilling. You know, I thought it was kind of funny how in the whole the whole time that he's been out of co- that he was out of commission, he's just laying there with his glasses on. <laughs> Take them off. <laughs> <laughs> like he Doctor was a homie and didn't take him off for him. Maybe he, knew <laughs> maybe he has a one. maybe maybe he has a hidden KK Genkai. He doesn't want to show. Oh it. my god! <clears throat> they didn't. Yeah. What uh, is is voice actor is the same dude that played Mashmire? <laughs> nice. Freaking hate Mashmire. But yeah, no, I was like, uh, I, I like that guy. I like he's. I think he's pretty cool. Like, uh, he, he definitely like right off the bat, he reminded me of, like of a brown haired Quattro Bajina. He's just chilling. Um, he's actually really chill with his whole squad. He's really like he's very upfront with them, and he has like their loyalty and all that. Like, oh, dude, that's legit. Like. Everybody is just always on his case and like wanting to respect him and be loyal to him. And uh, like, 
there's there's got to be something to him, like especially like in terms of like his presence, because it's it's definitely respectable on that front. Um, I like his character. I like that. Uh, like you were saying, he's like the mentor figure, but he was actually kind of reminding me a little bit, like of the the kind of tendencies that like Bright Noah would have back in the day. Like he just kind of lets people do whatever. He's like, oh, you know, just let's see what happens. <laughs> And uh, just a very laid back kind of th- type of way he, of a uh, commander of the freedom, dude. Yeah, he's just he's very laid back when it comes to that. But at the same time, he's still like um, charging in forward and basically kind of like really leading up front. Like, you know how they always say the phrase, uh, what is it? Lead by example mm-hmm. or, you know, show people what you want, what you want them to be and all that kind of stuff. He definitely does that, like by being proactive and constantly going out to save like Garado and in, in some kind of way or shape or form or teach him something or like kind of show him a lesson especially like with that the ice pond and whatnot that was uh one of my favorite moments that i i really enjoyed i kind of thought it was silly how he's like he like dipped and then he's at the end waiting for him again it's like when did he come back and did garaudo not hear him drive back uh it was kind of silly but i liked it it was still a good moment um a good character moment between them um so you're saying and, he's bright with balls? Yes, essentially. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Are you gonna do? Yeah, are you gonna do my boy bright like that? Dude, why is he still your boy? Like, bright never. Bright never jumped in a suit. Yeah, he doesn't. Bright doesn't. I lost. Uh, see, I lost. Double rated never happened for bright. Yeah, no, Double no, no, never no. But then there's still, then there's still what is there? There's still counterattack. Uh, I think it was counterattack, wasn't it? Where he's like, he's like, uh, double later than it happened. Counterattack didn't happen. He's like losing out. He's he's losing out the glasses. Glasses is like more respectable at that point. He's like, yo, how's Mirai doing? And you know all this stuff. He's just like, oh, I haven't seen her in like ten months. I was like, dude, what happened? Get out of here. But and then and then he's uh he's Hathaway Noah's dad and we he he killed uh Chan Aggie so you know, watching the way watch Gundam Hathaway and you start loving <laughs> Hathaway <laughs> that's neither here nor there it's just a fact anyway yeah, that has been a couple of months um, hopefully but yeah uh, I like his I like his character I definitely really like uh brown haired Quattro uh. Honestly, I forgot his name was Jamil until you guys just mentioned it. I just, he's, he's brown haired quattro to me so far. And uh, I don't think that's such a bad thing, especially compared to a, a great character like Quattro Bajina. But um, yeah, good, good stuff from him. Looking forward to see what he does. Hopefully he stays interesting. Hopefully they kind of touch more on his like background and all that kind of stuff. Cause it seemed like that there was uh, a good amount of intrigue when it comes to that kind of stuff, which is somewhat rare when it comes to like the characters that we're following, like the commander types. Cause Bright didn't have anything interesting about him. And then who else was there? I don't even remember. It's like, there's just not a lot of necessarily memorable, yeah. like commander type. Yeah, Bicha, who cares about that kid? He freaking sucked. Like, uh, oh, speaking of way, uh, speaking, oh, never mind. You guys will see it. I got, I got a perfect meme lined up from uh, something that happened in this series. Anyway, but yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, love interest. All right. We got to have it, right? We got to have it. Sorry off from the first episode this time around. That's surprising. Tifa Adil, the new type that pretty much started the plot and is pretty much the driving force for the plot. A uh, girl, a few words. What, what what do you guys what do you guys think about her? She predates Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII by a year, which is impressive. So she's the original Tifa. But yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
I think uh, initially she, I did not think she was very interesting. She's just very quiet, and uh, I don't know. I'm pretty like, sure Trolla said more words than she has. Yes, she she definitely is a a young woman of very few words and very few expressions in general. Um, so there wasn't necessarily a lot to gravitate towards. And I felt like that the, the relationship that she had built off with, um, with, uh, Garodo, I felt like it wasn't very, like a substantial relationship so much. It, it felt very one-sided because like, you know, the whole Garodo got attached to her and then she's just kind of there for the ride because I mean, she's, he's literally kind of hauling her around and she's like basically kind of going around asking like, Oh, you do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? You know, no, not there. Oh, okay. Then here then. So like, it felt like he was chaperoning her around and it, it since she had like no or little agency, to her she wasn't that interesting wasn't wasn't really gravitating my attention towards her but she starts to kind of grow as we see um this you know let's see the throughout the rest of the episodes and it's nice that she gets a little sense of agency and starts to kind of like find her voice essentially um i like that she basically is kind of like get away from me at, at a certain point from garudo when he's kind of throwing his fit but so so it's it's a nice little bit of spice in between them and not it's not just oh straightforward oh everything's perfect and we understand each other whole complimentary you know it's uh it's a little bit it's a working it's a working and building uh relationship it's a relationship that's continuously progressing and changing and evolving and i actually am starting this like in which that it's like nice to endear her character a little bit more to the viewer. So it's nice that they come along because that, that like pretty much from the very beginning, when you see her, she's just very stoic or, or not just doesn't really express herself in a lot of ways. So again, it's that growth that continues on and whatnot. And she, yeah, she's starting to really come along, you know, come on, come along into her own and just be a likable character. Yeah, what do you think, Mark? Well, I'm just a little surprised that you you literally you you you're praising a blank slate character whose only personality is new type, and you hate Garad. But that's your own personal, you know, preference. But so no, uh, like I said, I'm definitely reaching with a lot of stuff because she is, like you say, a blank slate character. She's pretty boring. Like she doesn't first. even have a good design. She looks so plain. She could be like a background character in a different series, She's and you never even know. Yeah, I. I can agree with that. And there was some, there was a question moment in which they decided to like pan to a moment to her where she's taking a bath. And I was wondering like, why the hell is this even in here? Like, that's just, what is this? I don't understand what it was trying to do. I don't understand the scene. It was it just, I don't know. It was questionable. And uh, she really doesn't necessarily have a lot going for her, but you know, I'm really, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm trying to like her character. Just to have something for her, for Garodo to bounce off. But yeah, I'm being generous. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have much to say. I don't hate her character because there's nothing to hate. But that also there's means that I don't. Like. There's not a lot to. Yeah, there's not a lot to go off of to like e- either. Uh, I guess I could say that she uh, she doesn't want to self sacrifice during an instance where she needs to get captured to save Garod's life. 
but she does it anyways to save him. Um, so I guess that's noble. But other than that, I really don't have anything to say about her. Um, it's, it seems like there's like a vision she had in the beginning of the, the X, the Gundam X, like reaching for her and in, in this weird scape. I don't know what it was. I don't know if that was just prefacing Garad's arrival, but I would assume that's what it uh, was. Um, if not, if that's not it, then I'm kind of interested to see where, what that is, what that whole thing was about. I'm interested in her backstory because it does kind of seem just the way she, uh, it does kind of seem based on how meek she is that she was either, she's either always been touted around as an experiment uh, on new types or uh, something happened in her past to make her weary of, uh, of trusting others. But we'll see where that goes to, I guess that's, kind of all i have to say on her did you have any you opinions garcelle no i think you guys covered everything okay well I'll, like I'll, to kind of pick one thing that ahead. i will say mm-hmm. one thing that i will say is that while uh, again it, blind she is blind i do like the budding relationship between her and garage it since there's it, it we're we're still to see if there's maybe going to be more uh love interest for garage but right now they're only being one I, I i do like that yeah i can agree with that um and, and and like pretty much like like you guys were saying like um she is very bland she's very dull she really doesn't necessarily have a lot going for her um and her relationship with garodo is uh like i said at, at the beginning it's it's kind of very one-sided and it's very like uh there's not, not a lot one-sided no, but it feels one-sided because it just feels like she feels just one-sided. goes with whatever. Yeah, it feels like, one-sided because Garad is the one that's pushing more than a yeah. yeah more than she her. definitely she definitely shows interest in him. Yeah, but time. it's really not that strong. It doesn't show at first. Like it's pretty much guttural, though. Just like, oh, you don't want to go here, and oh, that, and we need to join these people. You want to stay here, and all that kind of stuff. And he's just like falling. I think a I think a significant um, moment was when. Tanya comes in there and and says, "Hey, you know, if you want to cheer up Garad, uh, put a little makeup on yourself, and it'll make him. Uh, it'll, I don't know, guys like nice looking girls or something like that. Something stupid, but she does take the lipstick and put it on, and is going to, you know, present herself to him, but uh, she gets embarrassed." So I feel like in that instance, it was trying to show the viewer that she does have feelings for him um, or else she wouldn't have done that. No, you're definitely right about that. Like, I agree. Actually, that's pretty much the only moment that it really comes to mind when it's when it comes to anything that, of her wanting to show any kind of anything towards Godwodo. But like, I'm just saying, like, at first, she's just kind of following wherever or he's just like questioning where to basically which is why it feels very one-sided but we know it's not by the nature of the story and because of little instances like that that definitely show it so all right so let's get on to the main the main crew the freedom crew fuck what were their names again we got roy b ritz Sala, Tanya, and uh, the generic-looking other guy. Wake. No, I think. And then we all, yeah, that, that's let's, let's start off. Let's start off with the Gundam pilots, uh, Roy B and Wits. Uh, <laughs> Roy B is the pilot of the heavy arms, and then Wits the, death, the heavy scythe, Garcil, the heavy scythe. Really heavy scythe? It, it looked like just a heavy it, arms. It, thing, but... It's the endless like... heavy arms. <laughs> no, it's got like it's like black, and it's got like the the death scythe head and yeah so the he, heavy arms he, from endless waltz he also looks like duo 
Maxwell. This is the green heavy arms that we're talking about, right? It's black or dark blue. It's not. Green. What? It's freaking green. It's black. What? Uh, I guess it is kind of green. Yeah, yeah, it's green. <laughs> I was like, what? Where's this black coming from? Then the other one fight, is red and it white. It always fights in the dark. Either or. What? Roy and Wits, both Gundam pilots. However, they're not officially a part of the Freedom. They are uh, mercenaries for hire that do end up joining with the Freedom later on. A as Mark was putting it, Roy B is the more uh, cool-headed, the uh, kind of flirty type, I guess. What do you, what do you guys think about him? Because as, as of right now, I have a better impression from Wits than I do uh, Roy B. Which one Roy is Roy B? He's, he's trying to get at Sala hard. Long hair guy, pilot of the heavy arms. Oh. Duo Maxwell, adult. The one that was like... I don't, I don't want to keep calling I don't want to keep calling it heavy arms. What's it actually called? <laughs> this is the guy that was like, hey, you're beautiful. JK. After Leopard. Right. No, he leopard? called her beautiful and then say, and then she was like, uh... This is like, you better... Don't say it. Say what you mean or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's just like, why? He's like, uh... I think he gets caught off guard. And that, yeah. that's why he doesn't. Right, the Gundam's called Leopard. All right, the green heavy arms. It is. Green heavy arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Roy B, he's just trying to... He's just he's just kind of there. He's the oh, quiet one. <laughs> he's the quiet one. Uh, he's definitely trying to hit on Sala, who's like the second in command. Um, I'm Captain. I don't know if he's get. I don't know if he's getting anywhere with that. We, we, we won't see that till the end. Yeah, but he's definitely trying. So well, it's like the heavy arms, but it has the wings torso. It just looks odd. <laughs> it's a green heavy uh, arms. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything to say about him? He's kind of just there right now. He is just there. He's just trying to shoot his shot. And, like, I mean, I can kind of respect that. But at the same time, he, like, he like like we were talking about earlier, Garcelle, like, he just kind of backed out. He, like, oh, he got caught off guard. Like, he's still backed out. He's like, he's, like, hey, you're beautiful. And then she's just, like, uh, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. And he's just like, uh, JK. I was like, dude, that was weak. That's a uh, no respect right there. Like, you gotta, you gotta, sh you gotta go in for the ladies. You gotta, you gotta be wholehearted. You gotta, you know, go in without regret. And he just kind of went in with regret. And then, I mean, he does ask her on a date later, basically. So he's he's rectifying the situation. Um, he's trying. I'll give him that. He's just there. He doesn't really. What what motivations does he really have for being there? I kind of forgot. He just says like, "Well, I don't really have anywhere else to go right now," or something like that. Pretty much, he is just a mercenary that just decides to join up with everybody. Yeah, uh, but I mean, at least the other guy is like. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's not safe to be out. Like, just have all this this merch, oh, basically. Yeah. So I should just, just stay here and basically, you know, kind of kill two birds with one stone, protect his, his funds while making more funds on his, like, job right there. The other guy was just the, the what is his name? Roy B. He's just kind of there just because he literally is bored and doesn't have anywhere else to go. So I, I don't know. I just thought he was kind of just meh. He's not that interesting. He doesn't really have uh, anything going for him in terms of background. Not like at least the other guy has some kind of like familial things that are kind of driving his driving force in some way, in some respect. But this guy is just kind of there. He's he's a uh, I don't know. He just he feels like he could be a plot device. And that's that's the gist of it. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. More episodes. Twenty six yeah. more episodes. Who knows? Yeah. All I know is that he he has the 
he has the green heavy arms and that's cool but other than that who cares <laughs> yeah he's not that so interesting wit. <laughs> wit. Uh, as jose put it earlier uh wits is also a mercenary and he do- is uh collecting you, a lot a lot don't you mean jared no i don't mean jared shut after we jared shut the fuck up mark <laughs> He didn't remind me of Jared. He kind of looks like Jared. Oh, kind of see the hair, probably like the hair in the face. Definitely looks like he definitely looks like Jared. He does not. He has Super Saiyan hair. Looks like Goten. Dude, he's Jared. Mm, I don't know. Either Wits has a burden on him. His family's dead. I don't know why he's gathering up so much gold, but hey, he looks like Goten, a sick ass bomber jacket. Either pilot of the pilot, uh, what's it called, Air Master. I actually don't. I don't. I don't remember what it looks like. Turns into a plane though. That's pretty sick. The wing, dude. Just the wing. Just the wing. I knew so, it. He is definitely voiced by him. Like he is. Yeah, I can hundred percent. I can hundred percent confirm that the uh, the voice of of Wick or what is his name? Wiz. What were you guys saying Wit, his name Wits. is? Wits. Yes, he is voiced by. Uh, the Japanese voice actor for Roro no Azoro. From, yeah, I was about uh, to say that. Yeah, Kazuya Nakai. You want to know something else, Jose? What? This is debut role. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <That's Wits. us. laughs> I was like, why is this the only guy whose voice I kind of like? It's like, I just, I'm waiting for him to say, Suntoryu. And I don't know. But yeah, I was like, dude, that's totally him. And it, it was him. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Very good stuff. It has a color scheme. Like his, his, uh, his Gundam has like the color scheme of the heavy arms from, from, uh, Wing, I think. Like, cause it's that red and white. Yeah. So Wits, he's the only one with actual motivation to, because he's got like a family that he's trying to provide funds to. Pretty sure they're all dead. Huh? I'm pretty sure they're all dead, aren't they? No, it was I just a brother. like it, right? One of his, he confirmed one of his brothers dead. I don't, I don't know if the other brothers are dead. Uh, the color scheme is more like the Reborns Gundam. Mm. Uh, the Reborns. <laughs> Also, really well, quick, it, it, I, I I like that we're talking about the Gundams when I was supposed that was supposed to be like one of the last ones we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the. the it doesn't the, matter. The, the GX is probably more important. But yeah, so he's got like a family he's trying to get money to, or they're dead, and I don't know why he's. St- I that doesn't make sense that he would stash a bunch of gold bars for a family that doesn't exist. Like a tomb of gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Th- he definitely has uh, has some reason to collect all this money, but I don't know why he's still working because he's got like a, a giant like Gundam sized briefcase full of gold. Unless gold just isn't worth as much, but regardless, uh, yeah, he's he's got a little bit more character than than Roy B in that regard. But we also haven't seen a lot of either of them. They just kind of hang out on the ship. They did buy a cool game room for the ship with a pool table and some. Yeah, it was more Roy B that bought it. <laughs> but uh, I think they're taking a liking to Garad because they uh, they're just kind of they're being you nicer to him. him a lot. Yeah, and they're but they're being nicer as well, and uh, I can respect that. A rock fanboy. They kind of start to feel like uh, big brothers to him. You know. I'm oh kinda, yeah, I, I get the feeling too. So I know Garcia's probably gonna uh, go with called Wit says. Uh, uh, if I'm a ten, he's a seven in terms of being a pilot. <laughs> oh, I think Garad's better, better than than Wit. Oh come on! No, dude, Wit sucks. He can't. He 
dude. He can't, yeah, Wits can't. Wits can't hit the broadside of a barn. There's like dude, seven yeah, suits so in front of him, though. and he can't hit anything. Your mask is so sick, though. You know what's funny? He does. He there's this one moment where he's in the in the bird mode of his uh, suit, and he act, he's like shooting stuff and hitting it, and then he switches back into the mobile suit form. He can't hit anything. He's like literally missing every shot, and he runs out of ammo. And then he jumps back into the bird mode. And he's like, "Oh, I guess it's time to sacrifice uh, accuracy for agility, dude. You've hit more things in the bird mode than you've ever hit in the suit mode. So I don't know what you're talking about. Why are they hiring these guys? They can't hit anything, dude. This guy has a machine gun but they got arm. Gundams. Yeah, they but he can't hit anything with it. Thing. They got Gundams. <laughs> yeah, but his Gundam with a machine gun arm that has like a million shots can't hit anything. That's true. But he, it's a Gundam." <laughs> Yeah, but they can't even take out like the the little ugly like um dom looking things the brown doms it's a name that scares them i mean until they are actually getting trashed oh my God. <laughs> they, they have guys, gundams they're, they're actually those guys are trying to kind of trash they're so trash they're not even in maxi boost that is true no but one specific villain is maxi boost i'm still wondering why <laughs> who again oh before that let's, let's talk about the rest rest of the crew all right, let's just rapid fire these ones because they're not that important. Yeah, there's, there's a lot less. So uh, let's go. With, let's start off with the doctor. His name's Tex. <laughs> Why is his name Tex? Wait. Oh, okay. Ilor, he's pretty cool. He, he's chill with uh with Jamil and with Garad. Got anything yeah. that? No, he's just there. He's kind of he's kind of the cool doctor. Um, he's apparently a miracle worker too because he's able to just revive all these people like almost instantly, except for uh, Jamil who takes like a month. I think a day. I don't know. Probably maybe is a day. Uh, but I who I do want to talk about is is one of the best characters. Oh, you mean Shingo? That you were gonna say the kid? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, he's cool <laughs> real too. Quick. Just real quick, that- Shingo is uh, the uh, main your our main pilot of of the freedom yeah, we're not gonna see a lot of them probably shingo what the is he is that, the, guy, the, is that the bowl cut brown haired yeah. guy oh, yeah, that guy's okay. trash dude that guy's like lower than saji crossroad level <laughs> no <laughs> i mean he's not that bad is he dude he's he bad, bad dude he's trash <laughs> nah he wasn't that, <laughs> that bad guy's, that guy is straight trash <laughs> He's, he's kind of that bad, Jose. No, uh, what did he do? Yes, I don't he remember anything. He just drives him around, but it's like, I don't no, know what yeah, else he's he supposed to do. He just complains and drives him around. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's valid. By, yeah, he does complain. He gets knocked out by some sleep powder. Garad somehow got. Oh, trash. yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, he's trash. Yeah, that guy sucks. He's like, he's like, oh, uh, I don't know how I just fell asleep with his freaking gun, like, and not even in the right spot. And I don't know. That guy's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I agree. Okay. He's bad. <laughs> right, so, kid, he's kid. Why is his name kid? He's a kid. He's a whiz. He's a. Genius mechanic upgrades the the Gundam X. Oh, he's pretty cool. I like him. Yeah, that kid's a boss. He he like works people to death too though. So uh, I don't know about his like management, but I mean it, he got the job he done. Death, he works himself to death. Yeah, he works himself to death, and I thought that was like, dude, that's commendable. This kid, he he like talks kind of, um, but he definitely walks the walk. Like uh, he he gets it he gets it done. He gets the jobs done, and he was like thinking about upgrading the X by himself. And like the upgrades that he did implement, they were pretty good. Like he really uh he did a good job. So I, I like this kid, and he's like talking smack back to Garod to Garodo, and um, it was funny. I I enjoyed it. So 
respect for the kid. Yeah, that guy puts a what's it, ostinage to shame. <laughs> yeah, I can do that, to my boy ostinage. Yeah, but I, I mean ostinage. He never like gets tired or anything. He's like unrealistic, super good though. He like fixes things in like hours. And the kid still the takes kid? like at least days or something. No, dude, Ostinage, he he has a bigger crew and he also doesn't like he's he's he complains way more than the kid. The kid's like actually motivated. He's he's like, I'm doing this, and he stabs himself with a screwdriver. He's like, I'm gonna keep yeah. going no matter what. Ostinage is like, ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's valid. The kid, the kid is, uh, he's got some badass points. So yeah, he's sure. even like, he's even like, he's, he's like, you know, I'm just gonna upgrade it for you while I'm at it too. Like I can just fix it, but I'm gonna upgrade it as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the kid is definitely kid, MVP. Is sick. Mm-hmm. So let me do it. Let me let me have a little uh, new type feature set of my own. I'm gonna say that Jose Jose likes uh, Sala. Is his a uh, Gundam ex waifu Garcil. Oh, really? Sala, yeah, Sala. So. Uh, and then a Garcil is the that weird headband chick. Is Gundam X waifu? No, that no. Uh, the gun, the headband. Oh, ch- NL, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, I kind of like the what's her name, Tanya. What did we all like, Tanya? I love Tanya. I was gonna simp for her. Oh my yeah. god, no! Okay, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was gonna simp for Tanya too. <laughs> She's so lighthearted, <laughs> and I just freaking love her character. She's like, yeah. do men elope? She's like yeah, wondering if, but, if... But she's also like dumb as bricks. <laughs> nah, how are you going to do Dude, like yeah, that? She, dude, she's, she's, she's a little ditzy. Come on, you got to admit she's that. She's ditzy. But dude, I mean, it's, she it's endearing. Yeah, but what what does she do on the ship, though? Like, while I'll all, tell I you know what she, she does. She laughs at what's-his-face's little statue thing. She's like, what the hell is this? And then starts laughing at it. I love that. He's so funny. And she, like, hears people talking crap. Like, oh, the vultures, they're just, they're horrible to their people. And she just, like, takes it. She's just like, oh, so I guess they think we're horrible. Oh, well, you know, whatever. We're cool. I I actually feared that she was going to outburst in that moment and, like, like, try and go up and that was going to cause a conflict. But she's like, no, let's get out of here. It's like, yeah. wow, okay. She even like was just like basically commentating the kind of stuff that I was kind of thinking of myself. Like, like all he's doing is running. And then freaking Zoro tells her, shut up. And then, yeah. Yeah, they're mean to her for no reason. Yeah, she's like, you don't have to be so mean. Which is true. I was like, dude, what a dick. Why is he being so mean? It's a reason. You're watching the thing happen. You're just, you're basically just mentioning what's going on, which is a reasonable assumption to make. And, you know, it's legit what's going on. And this guy's just talking crap. It's like, she's just, she's chilling, dude. She's just being nice. I don't know. I I love her. History's made here where we all have the same Gundam waifu from the series he's the best yeah. oh, she is she legit the best is, she, yeah she is <laughs> she's the best character. she's the best female i do not like sala i i i don't know why i don't like her i'm I, i'm still wondering why you thought jose would like her because he he usually likes the ma- more mature acting chicks i i mean in that sense yeah but still depends i, I, I mean feel- you you thought I was gonna simp over Lady Oon and I fucking hated her. That's true. The oh, thing was, I hate Lady Oon uh, sucks. Yeah, Lady. I Oon. thought I Sala was Lady all Oon. right. <laughs> I thought Sala was all right up until, for whatever reason, she was getting jealous over Tifa. Yeah, it's so weird, right? Yeah. And she like she comes she, she comes in while she's uh, putting on makeup. And she's like, I don't like it. It's like, dude. 
Why? Yeah, it's like she's finally going to like... While they're in like a battle, like there's like a war going on outside there and she's like running over to like kind of get her to safety and then she just walks in there and she's like, she's like appalled by the makeup while their ship is under attack. It's like, what the heck? Priorities? (laughs) I I don't like her. She like has these weird moments where she'll be like walking and it kind of looks like she might be like a double agent or something. She like look over the side of her shoulder all menacingly. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) wrong with you i just uh, yeah she's probably my least favorite character on the ship besides that bull cut turd i wish she wasn't done nothing to you yeah when it comes to sala like i don't i don't hate her like i don't think she's horrible but like yes there are definitely moments and especially like that one where she was like i just thought it was unnecessary like dude why are you talking crap so freaking to um Tifa, right when she's like starting to kind of like get the confidence to like maybe kind of, I don't know, I don't know, start like expressing herself in some kind of way, like with that the makeup thing. It's just like, why? Why did you have to put her? Like, real girls don't do each other like that. That's messed up. I ain't down for that. Um, I actually thought it was I thought it was kind of funny. Like once she was uh she's like the temp- temporary captain, and I think she's fine. She does a, like, a decent job being like like the co uh, the the secondary captain or captain in second yeah, in command she, or whatever. She pulls up Beecha though. She's no, like no, no, she does. Told she's her like to do something. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. But I mean, I don't think she's still as bad as Beecha. But like, because she's like no, tries to keep herself con- like composed Dude. in some ex- to some extent. So I'm like. I can respect that, but I, I, I got, I get what you mean. Like in the aspects that you don't like her, which I totally agree. I think those are perfectly valid. Um, I just, it's you not know, the worst I part. Yeah. And, and, um, she's going to be my meme actually. The, Cause she's like, I'm captain now, basically during a moment, I actually screenshotted it. So it's the worst thing perfectly. she does is when they're all like sitting there and they, and then Garad comes in after doing something he wasn't supposed to. And like, I think it was after getting uh, Jamil. Oh, she just straight up slaps him. Yeah, but she says like, (laughs) no, I wasn't okay with it because Tanya's about to berate him. And she's like, no, like, I was like, oh, is she going to like try and, you know, explain to him what he did wrong? But she like, she's like, no, you can't say anything. I'm just going to slap him and we're all going to walk away. And that's what happens. Slaps him and walks away. But Tanya was actually going to tell him like what he was doing, what he did she just slaps him and it's the fact that she said like she held up her hand like all bossy and was like no don't say anything why (laughs) it's so dumb i don't know i took it as like like he doesn't like it doesn't matter how you explain things to him like he's just gonna think what he will either way yeah so you just have to like kind of discipline him with an actual action that's the only way the only reason or the way that i interpreted it i guess and so i was like fine with it plus good was kind of ticking me off too i was like dude why is he not apologizing why is he not saying anything why is he just like dipping out yeah he deserved that slap so i mean i wasn't super against it but i mean i can see why you mean what you mean with what you know what you're saying but uh, that's just the way that I took it. It's like he doesn't register things that are said to him very well or anything, or he just thinks what he will otherwise. So they just kind of decided to discipline him in that manner. So, and it was a Gundam slap, you know, I appreciate a bias against her. <laughs> Wait, did you say I have a bias against her? I do. Oh, okay. I was Our like, girl. I don't, I don't particularly like her. I don't think she's great in any way or anything. Uh, she's just, you know, there. She does her job, kind of, and then says a few unnecessary things. <laughs> but yeah, no, Tanya all the way or Tonya. She's the best. Damn. All in agreement. 
That's honestly surprising. All right, that All right. goes more or less. So villains. One one of the odd things of this series is that there's no real like established empire. No no Zeon. No Crossbones Vanguard. Now, before we get into the villains, what do you guys think about this? Like, yeah, we still have what twenty six more episodes. Maybe something's gonna pop up. But how do you yeah, feel the about Federation? This? Right? The Federation's what? here. Well, the Federation is the villains. No, they're, uh, they're no. Gone. There's separate Trey's, faction. Trey's, Trey's and his brother work for the Federation. Do they? Yeah, they're talking to the Federation guy. Too. No, they're working for them, and they and then the Federation guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna do this on your own, right?" Wait, and from like, yeah, the alternative company. Isn't that a separate faction in itself? I thought that was the fe- didn't it? It's, yeah, they're working for the Federation, and then there's the the other people that are i don't know who they are but the ones that are like the guys that we're working them. with they're in the first yeah you're right yeah that's the alternative company they're like their own thing oh the g- trays you know what i'm talking about right one Shinoda? of the brothers right yeah mm-hmm. yeah they go and meet up with i thought it was the federation it, it is for what i remember but like that's not the main or i don't know i didn't i didn't when i think of like the main antagonist or villain faction or whatever i was thinking of the people that are behind um that one new type the oh, no those are those are side that's a side that's a side villain no oh, the geez <laughs> tra- trays and uh shag shagia are the two main antagonists so far and they are working for the federation oh okay you call him trays it's olba he looks like trays olba wait who's who looks like trays oh. i don't think anybody looks like olba trays. definitely looks like trays there's n- okay i've said a lot of things this episode i've said a lot of characters look like, like Wufei, maybe yeah i was thinking they both he looks like, like Wufei. let's see he okay. looks like trays olba <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna look them up because I'm scared of spoilers. But as far as I can tell, they're not a part of the Federation. There's about some new New Earth United group or something. Either or, the Federation was destroyed along with the colony drop. Okay, okay Garcel, now that you now that you put it right each other, okay, 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 yeah, hey, all right. I'm not crazy. Look. look at what I said posted in the Discord, Jose, right now, and you tell me that he does not look like Trey's. Okay, Mark, you're cutting. Uh, this I, was actually, out. I was actually thinking he looks like a like a like a femme Wufei. No, look at what I said in <laughs> chat and then tell me he doesn't look like trees. Let me see. Oh, and... You're also sending like a newer picture of fucking Olba. There is currently no established villain group. However, there are multiple vultures, which is what kind of what uh, Garad was in a sense. And it's also what the Freedon is as well. However, we do have reoccurring villains in the form of Shagria Frost and his brother Olba Frost, who also worked together with the alternative company, which was who the people that were holding Tifa originally that Jamil rescued her from. The only reason I did not think of Trey's for this is because of the eyebrows. <laughs> We're still talking about this. <laughs> Sorry. No, but yeah. Um, it's kind of all... It feels pretty all over the place. Like, what did you feel about that, Garzo? I... It definitely feels weird. Because, like, the, these brothers, Shagia and Olba, they seem, like, dangerous. We we can tell that they're dangerous. Hmm. But they're, like, villains for, like, the first few episodes. Then we don't see them. Then they show up. And then they're gone again. There's no real looming threat either. So it's just, like... It's kind of like a Monster of the Week. But even in Monster of the Week stuff, there is always some Lord Zed out there that's commanding them. <laughs> nice reference. So while I may like some of these villains... Like, I may like them, but I, I don't honestly see them as a threat. 
Like, yeah, Shaggy is Gundam is fucking sick, but it's it's weird to say that they don't seem like a threat without some major backing. Yeah, um, like, until you guys started talking about them really, like, heavily, like, that they are the actual the actual threat i guess in the series i really didn't think much of them i just thought that were there they were like maybe like a rival kind of character and that's pretty much the most the like the most that i thought that they were feeling like they were really trying to be established as like <laughs> real quick shakia straight up says that they are the rival characters to uh, garage yeah but they also said they also said they have some sort of underlying plan with uh and that's why they're kind of like pestering they're them. Looking, they, they also were... seem to be looking for a place to die he, he mentioned yeah. that a few times as well and they're looking for new types they wanted to get rid of the gundams and they want to be their rival because garad bested them in combat yeah they were like salty about that yeah. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> So. so they do have they have a reason to be reoccurring, but it's eh? it feels kind of weak. It actually feels like almost as superficial as the chick that we'll get to. I think unless you guys forgot about her. Yeah, uh, I honestly don't have a lot to say about her, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, I I did a quick search and I found. So you're right. It's not the Federation. It's called the United nations earth and that's why i thought it was the federation because united earth's federation or whatever oh united yeah earth's okay yeah. they like it mentioned the federation didn't they they said like the new federation or something like that I thought they said point. i thought they said the new federation but i, I like might be called crazy. it new federation yeah i remember so i thought they said like that. a new federation yeah. okay well maybe i'm not crazy because <laughs> i remember reading that specifically the new federation so i don't know where yeah. exactly it fell into maybe they were just speaking in like a historical context that i just missed but i don't know it was definitely in there that all for the bros yep oh just real <laughs> quick Shagia is the only is the only villain to be in the uh, Gundam X Maximus in Maximus. So uh, I guess we'll be seeing more of them. Are you gonna talk about like at all uh, how stupid it was of him to like try to attack a Garodo at the end just to try to like send a message, and then he ends up getting his brother like screwed over. That's Olba. I mean, oh, one yeah, of them. I don't know who's who. Olba was trying to attack him. Yeah. Shagia was the one that stopped them from. Yeah, stupid. he shielded him from like uh, Garodo's fire and basically got himself hospitalized, I think, or something like that. And I don't know. It just made the other, the younger one, look like an idiot because he was like, "I'll, I'll defeat you for this." I was like, dude, that only happened because you turned around and tried to attack him. So I don't know. No sympathy for that. So as I mentioned earlier, there is a lot of individual groups all known as vultures that tend to go around looking for scrap mobile suits to sell them to you know make money and also to cause various other problems so this these i thought were going to be the more frequent uh villains in air quotes like it's going to be a villain of the week yeah i kind of expected that since (laughs) so one one of these specific vultures is named anil she is uh, the one Mark thought I was going to simp for. <laughs> the, the come on, oh, Karnish ripoff. Uh, more or less. Yeah. So this chick is out for revenge. Basically, she got, she got slighted by Garad. And now hey, she is trying to get can revenge. We, can we talk about that real quick? How old yes. is this lady? Because she's perving on a 14 year old boy. 15. <laughs> 
15, 14, 15. I mean, both Wits and Roy B are 17 and 18. So I would assume she is not actually pretty young. They think she's like 16-ish? I would honestly say yes. Okay. Well, if she's not, that's pretty creepy. Because she's definitely a lot taller than him. And she's definitely I mean, don't, don't forget developed. that Amon was also 20. Jesus Christ, you're right. Oh, God. She's 19. I told you! She's, they definitely did not draw her yeah, with a well, well, younger lady's physique. Her mom was 22 and she was going after Judo. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but that was a new type connection. This chick is just, you know, she's, she's just like after. That's, it's really yeah, wild. it's weird. And it's she's just like after him, just basically, basically because like he said no to her. Like, dude, she does. This is what this is a chick that doesn't know how to take no for an answer. Well, I also get the feeling yeah. that uh, that she she was trying to seduce Garad, yes, but to steal the gun them. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. But I'm not gonna argue it because I you think so, Jose. Um. Okay. So I think that she's legit. Like she was like into him also. But I mean, I think I also do think that she was trying to steal the Gundam, like also from him. I don't so think so because I, later on she says, "What they're asking her, like, what do you want?" And she's like, mm-hmm. "I want the pilot." She doesn't yes. say I want the Gundam. She wants, and, and when she's looking at pictures, yeah, but she wants revenge at that point. At that no, point, no, no. yeah, well, that's what I thought. Yeah, but least. still, but still, when she's like looking at pictures, when the guy's like, "Oh, I got a special project for you. Here, take a look at this." She like she like sees the Gundam. She's she's like kind of shrugs it off, and then she flips the next picture, and it's a picture of Garad, and, she, and then like they animated her eyes like getting bigger. And she's like, it's a smile on her face. And she's like, okay, I'll take this. It's like, whoa. Yeah, no, she's definitely she's kind of obsessed with him. Um, But like, it really came on. Like, I I initially feel like she was after the Gundam. But then she like, she basically got turned down by him. And I feel like she got really like overly obsessed with trying to get him. Like, basically, like she got enticed by him because he said no to her. And now she's like hooked onto him in in an unhealthy way. So. I feel like it's both. Like I think you're both right. Um, and I don't really like her character because of that because she just feels really shallow just because she's basically going after him because he just said no. <laughs> and now she's obsessed with him. So Yeah, I don't like her because she's a creep. Yeah. Yeah, they like uh try to make her a little bit fan servicey, but her character's kind of just dumb. creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's, just... <laughs> no, it's creepier. Yeah. And, and yeah. Garad calls her the sexy chick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he says the the. He, oh man, I have he it right is here. fifteen. Come on, he's fifteen. He says, "I Obviously. see that old man and sexy girl were for people from a colony." Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like you know it is what it is you know she's not like a bad looking character and you know trying to entice people but it's just that it's unfortunate that she's really dumb and comes off very shallow (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but still i mean just at the end of the day she's just really shallow with like her what she wants ultimately she's just like obsessed with him just because which is unfortunate because she has like what this backstory like oh my family was killed and all this kind of stuff and it feels like there's actual intrigue like possibly to her character with some like level of depth but she just amounts to ultimately being obsessed with freaking good old though just because he he said no (laughs) and uh it's yeah it's dumb it's unfortunate (laughs) it's not well written so far in terms of that at least uh, she's not a well-written character because of that but i don't know she's gonna be a reoccurring character so uh we can cross our fingers and say that she might get better but i don't know i don't have my hopes very high so we'll see. All right. So let, let's go ahead and get into the real thread of these episodes. The new type Karius and Dr. Dorot. So 
near near the wait, end. Wait, Garcel, let me correct you. Let me correct you quick. The Saiba Nutype Karis. Technically, that's yes. That but, is. You yes. know, I, was I wanted to. I was gonna bring that up later, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was actually I like rewinded it to listen to say to to hear if they ever meant ever ever mentioned like that name Saiba Nutype. They don't. They just say no, like artificial artificial new types. Yeah, yeah. artificial. But but. But they do say there's a specific quote in there that says this used to not be pos- or like he's a high functioning artificial new type. And the old ones used to have mental breakdowns, mm-hmm. um, emotional distress and uh, like altered mind states where they believe they are somebody else. Yeah, so they like, basically it's cyber like new a type. continuation. Yes, it seems that, like a continuation. Yeah. That's what threw me off that I was like, thinking, yeah. I was like, this whole series is connected because that is exactly what a cyber new type is, was or is. And I was just thinking, I was like, did they just forget like the terminology for them? It, you know, they're cyber new types, and uh, and then they still have their kinks even nowadays, I guess. But it's like they, and they just go really... into excruciating pain. Yeah, they just like reduce it to like once a month, basically like a period phase. Oh my God. But... <laughs> uh... But yeah, no. And I was kind of confused at uh, what Karis was because they kept saying like, oh, it's a he, a dude, a man, a young, young man, Karis. Uh, but they're voiced by a, a female and they look very feminine in the like the facial features and this and whatnot. But that was kind of confusing. Yeah, Normally, I'd say that it's very common for uh, women to voice younger male characters. But every single series has had a young male character as our lead and it's voiced by a ma- uh, male voice actor so mm-hmm. oh hey what is that setting trends so it was also the cubile <laughs> that is also yeah. what i was gonna say it, it is a skinny cubile i was thinking i was like dude this thing is a hundred percent the cubile right now it's about to send out some freaking funnels and then it did it, technically it sent out bits yeah sent out bits but first oh no we heard we heard rose bits i forgot <laughs> George, George sucks. So one of the things that I found surprising is that he knew he was experimenting on. He knew that a bunch of people had been killed to further advance himself. So that that was honestly surprising because usually, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, I thought that that he was gonna turn, like he's gonna be like, what? But he's like, I not know, and I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so weird. But yeah. Then during uh, during his fight with Garad. He- <laughs> Uh, he yeah he pretty much lost it well not in the sense that he had a mental breakdown he realized that he was outmatched by somebody that isn't a new type he isn't special and he empties out his gun and points points at a garage which as, as we brought up earlier garage is just ready yeah he's ready he saw the guy pull the trigger and he pulled his too i was like wow i honestly don't understand the uh the assisted suicide method that uh carrier Karius picked but he wanted he, i think he wanted to die and he knew that he had to actually seem like a threat like make him act on impulse like make garad act on impulse to kill him or he was just gonna try and like take him hostage or be friends with him or something yeah i i prim- i figured garad was gonna try to like he wasn't gonna point a gun he was gonna have his hands outstretched as soon as it op- fully opened but no he saw the gun uh and blasted that's actually the exact tactic that was used at the end of a novella i remember watching <laughs> that's like oh point point the gun that's unloaded because you're you're nice and you don't want to actually shoot and kill someone but you want to trick the other person into killing you by making yourself seem like a threat good stuff very dramatic all right so i also brought up dr dora uh i 
Oh, what the fuck was he again? He was acting as the mayor originally and then trying to lead a town in of peace by using Karas as the, uh, you know, the, the figurehead. But what, what he was really planning to do was just, you know, revenge. Yeah, he was just a creepy old dude. <laughs> Gen- generic scientist character. He is planning something with some giant ass mobile suit. Yeah, mobile armor. Oh, was it a mobile armor? The, mm-hmm. I was about to say we're about to see the Zeon the little, 2.0. Little, little Zam. Little Zam. Zam. <laughs> <laughs> These are very Man, interesting. There's not, there not a lot to the villains, honestly. No. It's like you were kind of describing like a whole monster of the week type of thing. Like, I really don't remember a lot of them other than like Karis. And I'm hard pressed to even really call Karis like a real villain villain because they were kind of just like, ultimately a tool. And uh, I don't know. I felt some levels of sympathy for Karis, but I mean, they just didn't stick around long enough to really make a huge impact other than just us as fans of the series just being like, oh, they're definitely like a, you know, new type and cyber new type and all this kind of references, basically. Like, it felt like just fan service for us that would know stuff like that but nothing too um special in terms of like this series it does make me wonder though is is every other new type that we're gonna see in the series also artificial or is it is tifa artificial first of all too no no they no. say that remember the doctor not. lied to him the mm-hmm. doctor really? lied right. yeah they said the doctor lied to him to so that he would think he's more powerful than he is no precarious then, no yeah I, I get that i also get the tifa is probably not uh an artificial but i do wonder if we're gonna see more artificial new types i also feel weird calling them artificial new types i'm gonna turn that nl chick into a new type guarantee she just looks like it yeah yeah <laughs> i can agree with that gonna be weird yeah well she's working with the doctor now so she's probably gonna turn into a cyber new type to try and get garage all to pilot the uh the, yeah the <laughs> man that sucks that's like such a predictable but honestly like that's just it it, it it's like almost a guarantee that it's gonna go that way like in unless they do something really surprising in this show then i don't know like cancel it, it after 39 episodes yeah so <laughs> maybe well maybe they canceled it because it was it was a. Uh, it was it ended up not being par for the course and just generic maybe they actually end up doing something interesting with uh the Enneal or whatever her chick that chick's name is but probably not realistically i don't know we'll see so we talked about the air master we talked about the leopard strangely enough we did not talk about the gundam x yet so <laughs> let's shove all that in right here at the end so the Gundam is, X, also known as GX. What do you guys have to say about it? It's a it, it it's a Gundam that is also an X wing from Star Wars. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I thought of. Very par for the course as well in terms of like a the ideas but i thought it looked cool i was like this is what uh an x-wing and a gundam look like together yay <laughs> it's got beefy legs and a sheath for the beam saber so i mean it's pretty sick yeah did not skip leg day oh, it's a different type of beam saber it's like a beam sword yeah the hilt actually has a guard that's different they said kylo ren's lightsaber was done but he was on to something he's <laughs> well the gundam x does get upgraded going off of maxi boost i do know what the upgrade is but it's currently not the divider right what was that it's at the the divider yeah gundam x divider or something like that x divider that's, that's where it's at right now yeah oh the, oh so it is the x divider now yeah okay the divider is that little shield thing it gives it like the, it gets... the spread shot right like the shotgun type of thing 
Yeah, that was a that quick was upgrade. Cool. Not gonna lie, that was cool though. And then it has like the it has like the attachment that basically kind of gives it like more mobility or something. It turns out it basically turns it into a freaking X wing. It's like lock ass files in attack position, and then it makes him go you faster. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but. But what about the main thing? The fucking satellite cannon. Dude, that thing is so dumb. All they'd have to do is piccolo it and it would be over. <laughs> that is What true. is that again? What's the, the satellite on the moon that gives it the microwave energy? And so I'm going to be honest. I actually think that the whole satellite sending the microwave shit. I think that was dumb. I thought it was just going to be some souped up solar cannon. Or like, you know, the, the moon so variant. I, when I saw it. Like the hammer of dawn in Gears of War. Like where you just point it at something and then a giant heavenly laser just rains down on somebody. Honestly, that probably also would have been better. Not something that <laughs> well, they did, do, they did that already. They did it with it when they're in the water. And he like uses the, he like uses the cannon to aim it at the water and then it vaporizes it. When did that happen? Oh, crap. <laughs> Is that at the end? Oh, yeah. Right the middle of the season. Yeah. Oh. Middle of the first batch. Oh, that's probably why. It's been a while, but yeah. What do you mean it's been a while? <laughs> it's been a while for me and Mark. Well, I watched them like when we were, when we originally said we were supposed to watch them. And then I just, then, you know. Got COVID. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped. And then I just watched the rest of them like yesterday and today, Damn. which was eight and up. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Send out the Virgo. Yeah. I might have to pick up a some, a kit from Gundam X because I do like the the design of the suit. Dude, I wish I could find an Air Master. Air Master so it's cool. Yeah. You know. One thing I just want to point this out because I just mentioned the how they vaporize the water using the satellite cannon beam from the moon, and that was I thought that was cool. Like I just like the little details that they're doing like that with how they're using the environment. Like when Garad pushes off and the thrusters activate on the legs of the the suit, and they're like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" And then it just creates like a vapor mist because they're in the snow mm. and they can't see anything. I thought that was cool that they actually like it actually did something like it would do if you heat up the snow like that. Yeah, the attention to detail, little thing, good stuff. All right, so what are you guys expecting for the for the next twenty six episodes? What what are you guys hoping for? An actual ending. <laughs> I hope it actually ends and is not like canceled halfway through like it is can i know it's canceled but i hope that they gave him like a heads up before and they actually were able to make an ending to the series oh that makes me th- if there is an ending it's gonna be rushed as fuck yeah again, again the double zeta ending just also felt rushed it also felt like so. it was their own fault because i mean they still had what like 49 or 50 episodes so it was like they just decided to squeeze it in in the last episode. So that feels like a fault of the series of its own and just like poor planning in terms of that. So I'm hopeful that maybe if they did give them like a heads up, like, hey, this series, uh, it's not cutting the cheese. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to cancel it. And then they just like actually like decided to finish it, you know, in a way that makes sense instead of just like randomly just ends with no actual content like nothing in terms of the story being tied up i don't know is there anything that you guys are specifically hoping for like in the in the uh, other than that i guess in the next batch of episodes other than a a more reoccurring villain or more reoccurring threat at the very least yeah that's fair Yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure that's gonna happen i just feel like they're gonna do that with the the two brother characters are gonna at least one have a plan or something yeah so 
I don't know. I hope that we get to see Garad integrate more with the ship. I hope that the ship's crew gets a little more screen time. Um, I have a I have a feeling that we're going to go into space. We always go into space. What are you talking about? I know, but I have a feeling it's going to happen pretty soon, just based off the dialogue we heard in, in the last couple episodes. So that's going to be interesting. Because I know that the the Gundam X was meant for space combat, so that's going to be cool to see. Um, the Air Master would also have something to do in space. Yeah, Roy B is going to have to stay at home because I don't even think that thing is, was meant for space at all. Sure, the thing's going to get upgraded. There's no way both the Air Master and the Leopard don't get upgraded. Maybe they don't because they are they. Those, those guys are trash, dude. I don't think <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get upgraded. <laughs> or boys like that. All right, with that, I think we can call it. All right, well, I'm going to hope for uh, more Tonia. It's just yeah. awesome. Maybe another swimsuit scene, shower scene, something like that. Ah, oh, jeez. Beach episode. Ah, oh, jeez, Rick. Yeah, oh. no. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So with that concludes our first part of Gundam X, one of the shortest full series we've uh we pretty sure it is the shortest we will uh, yeah i think it's the shortest series uh, out of everything we're gonna be watching or and have watched yeah because so acts we've all had gripes with short series so far we even have gripes with series that have 49 out of 50 episodes when we've seen a 50 episode series um but we have seen series get acts before specifically the first gundam series (laughs) And it was actually all right. So I'm hoping that this is Why we also watch the first Gundam series. Well, it, the, <laughs> the compilation films were the first Gundam series, and it was it was cohesive. It had an ending, and it was only what 47 episodes, 40 the original run. So what the, what they had to work with was was shorter than most. So I'm hoping that this is able to pull through and pull out some sort of cohesive storyline with the proper ending and everything. But we'll just have to wait and see on that. So this is only going to be a three-parter because 13 episodes each, 39 episodes. So we'll see you back uh, on part two. But in the meantime, if you want to catch us on Instagram at ZakuTaku, that's where we've posted lots of memes and where Jose will be posting the meme he described in this episode. And if you want to see that head on over there um the gundam community has been very welcoming to us on instagram so that's been pretty cool <laughs> all right so with that see you next time bye Dude, your master so cool covid free air, air trasher your master so cool your master so cool green heavy arms it's so cool <laughs> yeah